Hey everyone, it is Wednesday and you know what that means. It means we bring back Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Mike. Hey folks, just so you know, uh, as, if you watch my channel, you know my puppy's not feeling all that well. So sometimes I have to hold him so he doesn't whine. So today is one of those times. So if you hear him whine, realize it's not me. It is Jimbo here. So I didn't want anybody to be surprised. So say hi to Jimbo, everybody. Hey, Jimbo. Thank you, Matt. There you go. Thank you for playing along. All right. <laughs> so what we're going to do here, folks, is we're going to talk about forbearance. Forbearance is an interesting topic. And again, I've been doing this 20 years. I went through the last crash and you would have thought forbearance was a big topic when single family homes were falling off a cliff and they just weren't right. The CDOs and the MBO, all these other things that were going on. Banks didn't do it. It was cash for keys, short sales, REOs, foreclosures. Forbearance was not even a word I ever heard. It just wasn't a topic. But what we saw in 2020 uh, with the shutdowns is, um, I guess the federal government, FHA, approved forbearance. You basically, banks created a website, you go get 90 days and then you reapply and you reapply, you can get up to a year, likely to be extended. But I thought forbearance is a mortgage topic. I thought the guy who creates mortgages and gets them approved, we should ask him questions and see what's going on. So Matt, let's talk forbearance. Sure, I'd love to, because I think, being in mortgage and, and talking to the number of clients I do on daily, weekly basis, I've got a pretty good finger on the pulse of what people are thinking, what they're hearing, what their thoughts are. And I was reminded this morning when I gave a presentation um, to a group that I meet with every Wednesday that, hey, Matt, remember when you told us to avoid forbearance at all costs? Yep. Is that still true? And my opinion on things change all the time. Mortgage guidelines change. My opinion changes rules and regulations around mortgage and forbearance change. And so what I, what I presented this morning and what I want to get across to folks is that where we didn't have a lot of information in March, April, June, and different lenders were treating it differently and whatnot, there's more clarity, there's more flexibility, it's, it's, I, I view it differently. And so okay. I'm just stating on record that I'm not telling people to avoid forbearance at all costs anymore. And I understand that there's lots of folks, somebody calls me and they, them and their wife both work in the restaurant industry. They're both out of work. They don't know when something's going to be passed to get more mm -hmm. unemployment. Take forbearance if you need it, I think is, is my message. And you really, really interesting stats I looked at Yep. that there's 175,000-ish people that are delinquent, haven't taken forbearance, but would qualify for it. Oh, so wow. it's one of those things where it's like, if you knew this existed, rather than be delinquent, you would just enter into forbearance. Right. And so to try to reach some of those people, I think it's worth talking about they... Um, somebody did a survey and said, why have you not taken forbearance if you haven't? 70% of people said fear of a lump sum repayment. And part of that might be, to, to be honest, me and a bunch of folks at the beginning saying, don't do this. It's going to, if, if you don't have the means now, or you're having trouble now, three months, six months from now, a huge payment is going to be even harder mm -hmm. and you don't want to put yourself in that position. And so, um, another 56% because they could, they could check all that apply in the survey. So it's not sure. going to add up to hundred, but 70% said 
fear of lump sum repayment. Okay. 56% said, I just didn't know I could request it. Oh, and wow. so there's people out there and this is the crummy part. There's people that don't need it, that know about it and they're taking it. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that truly need it who don't know about it and aren't taking it. But as a broker, I've got 60 different lenders who deal with hundreds of different servicers and they're all pretty much aligned now in December of 2020 with you take the forbearance, they can work out a number of different repayment options. The easiest on the consumer and the one that makes the most sense for people that are truly suffering, put those missed payments, whether it's three or six payments on the back of your loan. If you refinance or you sell your home, you obviously have to pay that back, but there's no interest being charged. There's no penalty. Once you get out of forbearance and you've missed six payments, you're back on your feet, you're back to work, you're current, there's nothing past due, you're eligible for refinance. And that's that's something that scared a lot of folks too. And truth be told, I was kind of warning folks against don't hurt your opportunity of getting a future refinance by entering into forbearance. What I'm telling you now is by entering forbearance, you won't. As as long as you take care of your credit Mm -hmm. and once you get current, then you're able to refinance. That's awesome. So I just want to double check that because again, this this again is a new topic for this crisis. It has evolved over the months that we've been in it. We're, We're in this longer than anybody would like. We're near the end, knock on wood, hopefully. Um, so banks get to make the rules, right? Banks, they got the money, so they make the rules. So first and foremost, um, I was like you. It's like, I'm not sure I trust banks, right? They say one thing and then there's fine print and they point at it and it's too small for any of us to read. So I was nervous. Was nervous about it impacting your credit. I was really nervous to your last point about it impacting future refis because rates were going down, right? Right. So I want to check that. So what, what I think you're saying is, let's just say you're some you're a borrower, you're six months, you're in it legitimately. Use the restaurant example, right? Mom and dad work at the same restaurant, they're out. They miss six months. First and foremost, you're absolutely right. I've seen banks say, you know what? We're going to take those six payments. We're going to create a second. We're going to put it on the back. No payments due, no interest. Basically, you will pay us if you ever pay off the first, which is in 20 some odd years, you refi or you sell. So they, right. they are made whole, but you as the individuals are not hurt because when you come out of forbearance, when you go back to work at the restaurant, you're just paying the normal payment. No no increase in interest, no increase in payment. Not, it's like nothing has changed. Cool, right? Awesome. But what I you just said, I didn't know. I assumed mom and dad coming off forbearance being current, they would need to do that for a year or something because there's going to be a gap in payments, right? When you when you when when a bank looks at your payment history, they're going to look at that and go, oh, they missed payments for six months. Now, what I'm hearing you say is banks go, that was COVID. We see they're in the restaurant industry. They were out of work. I mean, no harm, no foul. And now they're working again. So Right. Which, which I'll clarify this piece of it. They'll, they'll lend to you, most of them. Some want to see you back and pay three payments. Most are just saying you're current. We're not showing any past due. Right. which is not past due. Like you said, it's just a silent second sitting on there and, yep. and whatnot. So as far as hurdles with forbearance, you don't have any of those. But what you are going to find, Mike, is that you're, you're qualifying. If you have some sort of variable income, like the restaurant example, now you're back to work in March of 2021 and your year to date is skewed because you didn't work for two of those months. Right. And your 2020 numbers 
have been disastrous because you couldn't work. You were, you were put out of work. Um, we won't get into our buddy Newsom. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Don't do that. Cause he's the only guy <laughs> I thrash. He is terrible. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> right. So, so, so qualifying wise, you might have issues, but you know, if, but, but it'll be a real loan. It's, it's, Real debt to income. It's it, so it's not like you're automatically put in the penalty box. If you can show your income is back to normal and you qualify other reasons, that six month payment gap is not a non-starter. That's what I'm hearing. Right, right. Which it's important for folks to understand. Many lenders have a serious issue with any late payments on your mortgage, yep. and some of them it's a non-starter. You've got to be 12 months without a 30 day late, yeah. or you've got to be 12 months without two 30 day lates the ones that are more flexible. So the message is don't ever let your mortgage go late. Yep. If you need forbearance, take it Yep. and make sure that you're super clear about taking forbearance and entering into forbearance. Don't just stop making payments because that could be disastrous for your credit score. It yeah. could be disastrous for your ability to get future financing. So this has been very owner occupant, which we have to hit. It's the most people affected, but what about investors? I know some investors who have properties in areas that were very affected by this crisis, thinking their tenants work in the restaurants, the hotel industry, the casinos, all of that. What about an investor that's got to take forbearance across five or six properties? Same rules apply or does an investment loan treat it differently? Same, same rules apply. And oh, it's important. Cool. Yeah. It's important too, that I've heard and, and talked to clients that say, well, my primary is different. I'm, I'm, my primary is not in forbearance. I've taken forbearance on the investment properties because my tenants aren't paying and therefore mm -hmm. I can't pay, which I totally understand. Unfortunately, if you're in forbearance, you're in forbearance in the eyes of the lender. Yeah. It doesn't so matter which you're loan. in or you're out. Okay. And so once you're out, they'll, they'll lend to you once again. And I've seen investor clients who have weathered the storm. They've taken forbearance and then they've contacted the lender who says, pull yourself out of forbearance on these other properties will immediately lend to you, but they do have to come out. Even if it's not on the subject property, even if your forbearance is on three investment properties and you're trying to refinance your primary, you're in forbearance in the eyes of the lender. That makes, I think that's fair, right? I mean, you're either in or out. It's like you're pregnant or not, right? I, <laughs> I, I you know, yeah. I think that's fair, right? If, if you're trying to, again, right? Banks have the money, banks make the rules. So in their eyes, one forbearance, you know, it's like any other. So I think that makes sense. So in the end, folks, what I want to leave this conversation with, if, if you need it, take it. This is a crisis like no other. Um, I would tell you to take it. If, you know, stop dipping into your savings. If that's going down, make sure you have food, you can pay for your utilities, you know, all of that. Uh, it's there for helping everyone. The reper repercussions of this aren't nearly as severe as we feared the first couple of months it was announced because there was talk about just big payment shocks. That was a real possibility. Um, but again, we're almost through this. It's almost over. A couple more months, we're going to be okay. And um, yeah, I don't think, I, I think forbearance, really what's happening here is banks got smart. That's really what happened. Banks remembered 08, 09, and 10 and how painful that was. They got smart. It's far easier to miss a few payments, sticking on as a second versus having a 50% drop like we saw in California and Vegas and other markets. So again, you may think banks are being nice. They're just, they're just uh, being, they're, they're being okay, but they're being smart <laughs> financially. So that's what right. I have to say. Any, any yeah. closing thoughts? Um, exactly what you were saying. And, and 
Um, yeah, banks are protecting themselves as much as they're protecting you, but they realize with so many people in need, they, they have no choice really. They've, they've got to play ball and, and it's important. Like you said, there's, there's no real repercussions if you do it right. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to wrap this one up, reminding folks that you lend uh, in California. You're a California licensed mortgage broker. And because you are a sponsor of One Rental at a Time, you are actually offering anybody who reaches out to you a discount. You're waiving the processing fee, which I remember is $695, which I think is outstanding. How can people reach out to you if they want to get a new loan or refi a loan with a California property? Um, people are, are free to call or text. I'll just warn you when I'm on back to back to back to back calls, it's probably easier just to shoot an email over to Matt, M-A-T-T at mattthemortgageguy.com. Tell me about your scenario, attach a recent mortgage statement if you'd like and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? And I'm giving good advice all day, every day. Sometimes it's stay put. Sometimes it's, you know, yeah. look for that loan product somewhere else, but, but good advice will be had. Yeah. And I love that. And I actually have validation of that. One of my friends um, reached out to you. They were all the way through a refi and you basically said, I can't beat that. Just stay where you are. Um, why, why pay me or why pay twice? So I was like, dude, I like that guy. So thank <laughs> you for doing that. And uh, we'll get on to topic number two. Thank Sweet. you very much.